Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Unlocking unlimited potential means to me finding the best in yourself so you can actually help inspire that in others. Unlocking unlimited potential means the work is not about you. It's about seeing the greatness in others and using your own story and your own vulnerability to unleash the potential that others have. It means going for it. It means taking fear, doubt, and worry, those gremlins that are whispering in your ear, invite them in, Make them some coffee, tell them to have a seat, and tell them that you're gonna watch they're gonna watch you get after it. Fear, doubt, and worry has to be managed. Looking in the mirror and seeing yourself differently. It's hard enough to get a student to see who they are, but now try to get them to see who they can become. And that will make all the difference in the world. Be unapologetically you. That everyone has a story and everyone has something to bring to the table. That I understand that I am enough. Empowering yourself to own your story. We limit ourselves to what we think is gonna happen and we don't open the doors to the possibility of what's next. It's knowing who you are now and then doing anything necessary into becoming who you want to be. Well, I want you to know that inside of you exists an unlimited potential, and I believe in it. And one reason that I believe in it is because inside of us is a potential that once we learn how to control it and harness it and live it with passion, that we'll be able to spread it through our schools and our classrooms and through our communities and into our world like wildfire. Join me on the journey as we explore together unlocking unlimited potential. And I can't wait to be on this journey with you. Welcome everybody to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I had to dust off. That was an old school video. I had to go back Oof. into the uh, to the vault for that one, Tim, and I had to pull that one out. I hadn't seen that one in a while. Decided to go old school. Awesome to be here. Awesome to have you. 
Tim Cavey, the host of the most, the man with the plan, the host of Teachers on Fire podcast. Now, I got to dive into a little story later on. I got to tell you how I found out about Teachers on, Pod- Teachers on Fire podcast. We'll jump into that. Excited to meet with you. Excited to have you here. Tim, how are you doing? I know it's super early over there in, in British Columbia. I am so good, Brandon. My day, my week is off to an amazing start with that intro. Oh my goodness. I am on fire after watching that thing. Thank you so much for having me. What a thrill to be here. Oh, my pleasure, man. It's been a while in the making. I've been kind of following you and stalking you a little bit to make this happen, but here we are. You made it. We're excited. You know, I was I was thinking about it earlier and how I came across to you about a year ago. Um I was thinking about the idea of a podcast and I was thinking about the idea of a show like this. And I did a Google search and I did a Google search and I Google searched top 10 podcasts for EDU and your podcast teachers on fire was number one, if not top three, every single place that I looked. So heads up my man, when you Google amazing, good things are happening. So, I mean, that's what we're really here to talk about, but first let's talk a little bit about you you're a teacher, you're a school administrator, you're the host of this awesome podcast that has 200 episodes, over 200,000 downloads, which I think, first of all, let's just pause, little round of applause for me, that's impressive. And you're hailing from British Columbia, Surrey, British Columbia. That's and right. you are on the West Coast, three hours behind me as we speak. So it is 6.30 in the morning there right now. You got it. <laughs> That's awesome. So listen, so tell us a little bit about yourself and obviously, you know, your journey into podcasting, podcasting and and all, and also creating this amazing content that this has led to for you. Yeah, sure. So there's a lot there. Uh, I'll tell you first about my journey into education. Well, let's start there. So uh, I would say by my senior year of high school, I decided I really wanted to go into education. I just had that much experience, that much fun working in summer camps, working with kids and youth groups and so on. And so I decided to go into teaching, graduated with my B.Ed. in 2001 and became a teacher that year. And so last year was my 20th year in education. It's easy for me to count because it coincides with the the year that we're in. So this is my 21st year. In 2017, I entered a master's in educational leadership program started the podcast in 2018. I I like to think that those two events together really set me on fire, Brandon, in terms of reinventing myself and sort of rethinking my role in education. Completed the program in 2019, so I now have a master's degree and became a a middle school vice principal or a part-time middle school vice principal. I still spend some time in the classroom as well in 2020. So last year in COVID, I was a rookie middle school vice principal, not an easy task, but took it on and had a good year. And I'm looking forward to improving my craft a little bit this year. That's my my education journey. And then you asked about the podcast as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. We got to talk about that awesome podcast. <laughs> Uh, So that's been a a really fun journey, and I love telling this story, but I I have always been a podcast listener. I don't know about you, but I feel like most podcast creators have been listeners and fans for a long time, and so I listened. I've 
I would say I've been listening for 10 or 15 years from politics to sports to finance to entrepreneurship, everything in between. I've always loved the medium. It's free. It's on demand. It sort of caters to your convenience. And then in, or I would say around 2016, 2017, I came across an entrepreneurship podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's hosted by someone named John Lee Dumas, fabulously successful entrepreneur and content creator. And he had this show format where he would go through, he would connect with these different business leaders and entrepreneurs and ask them basically the same set of biographical questions, questions about their journey, questions about what inspired them, difficult moments of growth and adversity that they faced and so on. And I started thinking like, what if there was something like this in the education space? And naively, of course, at the time I thought, well, I've done a little search on Apple Podcasts. I can't really find much in the way of what I'm envisioning. You know, fast forward three years later, and I feel like there are over 200 podcasts like the one I'm describing. But at the time, I couldn't really see much. And so I started to play with this dream of starting a podcast of my own. And I actually did look, you know, my my title is is very close to John's, Teachers on Fire, Entrepreneurs on Fire. I actually did look around for, you know, what could be sort of a unique brand, something that is special and relates to the education space. But teacher, I just kept coming back to Teachers on Fire. It was easy to say, easy to spell. The the real estate was available on all the social media platforms. So I took it and I, I ran with it and it was... Uh, it, it was a rocky start to begin with. Uh, I won't go into all of those details, but a lot of technical difficulties at the beginning, but I just stuck with it. And here we are three years later, I'm still learning, far from perfect, but having fun with it. And uh, I, I'm just so thankful to, uh, to you know, the podcast in terms of the opportunities it's brought into my life, the relationships, just the opportunity to be speaking with you today and to learn so much, uh, to be better connected on social media. Uh, there are so many opportunities. You and I talked off air about you know, speaking and, and content creation and, and the, the doors that that opens for you. So it's been an exciting ride and I'm just so thankful. Thank you for all the kind words, by the way. It's, it's, uh, it's been a tremendous journey. Yeah, and it's been awesome, and it seems like it's still going to be on fire as we continue moving <laughs> forward, you know? And and I, I think I love the title. I mean, that's the other thing about it, too, what it says to me is Teachers on Fire is, you know, people who are empowered, people who are enlightened, people who are excited about, you know, learning more and listening more. Well, those are the kind of people who are listening to your podcast. You know, those are people who are taking the time out of their day to, you know, to listen to the content because, you know, there is, there is a connection in, you know, your professional learning family, your network of people that we're connected with or that you're connected with that typically we kind of all gravitate towards each other. And the people who are gravitating towards each other are the people who want to do better, the, the people who want to continue learning, continue growing. And I think that your podcast provides a space for that because not only do you just have the podcast, you also have created the roundtables. I've had a chance to be a part of some of them, but I, I've also participated in, in watching them and all types of things that we may have been experiencing, especially through the pandemic. Um, you know, so talk a little bit about how that came into fruition for you. 
I, I would say, yeah, you mentioned the pandemic and at the beginning of COVID, there was like this little bit of explosion in our little education content creation world. And by the way, I love what you said about teachers on fire. I feel like in the podcast space in particular, we're up against so many big podcasts. I'm talking about Joe Rogan. I'm talking about Michelle Obama. Everyone who is out there, consumers and listeners have a lot of choices. So the ones who are tuning in to education conversations like this one are really teachers on fire. They are the the keeners. But you asked about the roundtable. So I was sort of a slow adopter, I would say, uh, in the sense that at the beginning of COVID, when more educators started streaming, I want to give credit to Teach Better. They were doing a lot of streaming conversations like the one you and I are having right now. And at first, I was like, oh, these talking heads, the, the quality is not that great. Often the video quality is is not uh, amazing. The the content may not be quite as as high, especially when like, people get on and they're just chatting, they're just shooting the breeze. And I thought this will this will never catch on. And, and then I started to realize, Brandon, that there's something about the real time power of these conversations, the the opportunity to come together, the opportunity for people to jump in and throw in comments that actually creates a lot of community and a lot of energy around that. And so I started to warm up to the idea. There's a platform out there called StreamYard that I think you and I both use and many others are using. There's another big one called Restream. These platforms are making it really easy. And I know we'll talk more about this in a minute, but they're making it really easy to create these amazing real-time conversations uh, shoot it out, publish it to all these different platforms at once at a relatively low cost. And then we can repurpose this content in the form of podcasts and so on. So yeah, I started to warm up, started to have fun with it. If you go back and look at my first roundtable conversations, they are awful quality. I am still looking at improving it, but uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Well, in some of them, you're meeting with two or three people. And some of them, I've even seen you have like the full 10 people that you can have that is allowed. And you you really do it like a round table. And it's, it's been impressive to, for you, it's got to be rewarding as well because you're able to connect oh, yeah. with so many people and empower their voices and, and just kind of, you know, I've always said this. I've always said that like there's so much content that's out there in podcasting and here we are. Um, as educators, we're asking, you know, people to go into schools and we're asking them to have these meetings, the professional development, your typical boring staff type meetings where everybody's kind of doing the same thing, where there is so much out there in podcasting space that you can literally find a podcast with an expert on someone's podcast that will talk about whatever you're looking for. And to me, that's kind of like the future of our learning. And, and there's so much out there in podcasts um, that is so, it's so essential for educators. And, and to me, like I discovered this space, like when COVID started, I started to realize, hey, oh my God, there are EDU podcasts. I know I'm saying that right now, but I was a podcast listener, but I was in more of another space. I listened to Tony Robbins. I listened to, you know, Dave Hollis, Rachel Hollis. I listened to so many other kinds of things that are out there, Jay Shetty and stuff like that. And as I started to learn from those people, I started to find and connect with these awesome people in Twitter and out in the Twitter sphere and the, the internet and everything. And all of a sudden, 
now this person has a podcast and hey, let's get together and let's have a conversation, but let's record it and let's put it on here. And now let's use that content because if that content helps one person, then mm -hmm. I'm successful, you know? And that's always mm -hmm. been my vision. Do you feel that like in your, in your feedback that you've had with a lot of the, because you've had hundreds of people on your podcast, um, what has been kind of the the feedback? What have you kind of take away? What's your reflection on what you've taken away from that as as an educator yourself? It makes a difference. The work you and I are doing is making an impact, and I don't just say that because it's sort of out of a place of confirmation bias. But but you know the the master's thesis that I worked on that I, I researched for the better part of a year in 2019 or 2018 was really focused on the impact of this little genre, this growing community that we are a part of, this education content creator. Uh, area and it is really having an impact. It's making a difference, and commuters are going in to their schools. They're listening to teachers and educators like them. They are hearing their wins, their losses, their challenges, their ideas. I, I've long ago lost track of how many ideas I've taken from podcasts and implemented into my classroom, and often they are small, but you know, incrementally, cumulatively, they make a big difference. So. It's amazing, and I'm just so happy to say that, uh, you know, I, you and I hear it on almost a weekly basis, people reaching out and just saying what a difference it makes, and so it's encouraging. It's It makes it fun, and, you know, we would have these, we would enjoy these conversations off air, but on air, being able to share it with hundreds of people around the globe is really special. Yeah, absolutely. Nailed it on the head right there, and that's pretty much, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. I think that when we hit COVID, I think people turned to screens more. And I think what became good out of that was that, I mean, I saw so many podcasts that were born in this kind of like last year and a half. Um, and people just kind of saying, you know what, like, I'm just going to start it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to jump in. And podcasts are not complicated. They are very simple to create. All you need is some decent recording, you know, space, but even some people I know do their podcast literally on a cell phone and then just put it, upload it in an anchor. And that's fine. That's good enough. Um, and for some people that whatever it is that you want to do, it comes back to that content. And so, you know, we talk a lot about, I mean, obviously you're, you're an OG, man. You are, you have been in the game now since 2018. I mean, that, like you said, like that's, You've been a, you've been ahead of it for a while. I mean, a lot of people started podcasts in 2020, 2021. This podcast started in 2021 as just kind of like a new year project. Like we're going to do it, we're going to do a show and then we're going to drop it as a podcast, content, content, content. But now you've had you've kind of had this experience. You've been doing this for over 3 years. So now you know, I, I mentioned this to you before. I was like, you know what? Let's let's talk about what you believe to be your kind of like EDU podcasting secrets. What do you what makes a successful con, uh, podcast that you've learned through your experience? And this is where I think is is really where, you know, the million dollar advice happens. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Brandon. Well, again, a lot of kind words. I really appreciate that. I look up to a lot of other creators in this space, but it's encouraging, isn't it, to sort of uh, grow and learn together in the company of others. So I've got six tips for you. You ready for six tips? Let's do it. 
All right. So if you are an educator out there and you're thinking of launching your own podcast, or maybe you've done so recently, I've got six ideas for you to think about. Number one, you want to brand strategically. And a lot of people aren't too concerned with that word brand, but it's important. When you start out, you want to choose a name that is easy to share, spell, and remember. You want to settle on a single handle, hopefully, that is available on every platform. So, for example, you want to have the same handle on Instagram and Twitter, ideally. And it should give an instant idea about what your content is about. So, if you can, there's something called SEO, which is search engine optimization. And I managed to include the word teachers in my name. And so, when you've got teachers or educators or your would-be audience out there, you want them to be able to find your, your content fairly easily. So that's number one, brand strategically. Number two, offer quality content. And you do that by simply serving your audience, solving their problems, sharing ideas that are going to entertain or inform or both. That requires some planning and organization. Number three, you want to create consistently now, I've done this really, really well for long stretches, Brandon, and then this past year, I would say the full calendar year, it has been a struggle. And you and I talked about it is difficult, man, to do the the parenting thing and the educator thing and all these other responsibilities. But whether it's twice a week or once every two weeks, the more consistent you can be, the more your audience will trust you and they will uh, come to rely on your content. Number four, you want to distribute widely. And you mentioned Anchor a moment ago. The Anchor app is unbelievable. And I know there are some out there, people like my friend Chris Nessie in New Jersey, who not a huge fan of Anchor, but Anchor will push out my content to 12 different apps and platforms. Every time I hit publish, it does it all automatically and it is all free. And I say that because that is important because you want people to be able to find your stuff wherever they are listening. And people have a lot of different ways of listening to podcasts. Number five, you want to build social media networks. Whether, excuse me, whether we like it or not, people connect through social media and social media is a great way to become visible. I, I like to say that nobody knows you exist and, and I don't want to hurt any feelings, but if you're not on social media, no one outside of your building or community knows you exist. That was certainly true of me when I hit publish on episode number one and I got five downloads and they were mostly family and friends, right? So you slowly have to build those social media networks and build your presence, build your impact, and you can do that by offering value. And then finally, number six, amplify the message of others. That's what you and I do. That's what you're doing right now. And that's what I do when I host people on my podcast. When we give others a voice, we are sharing legitimate value and we're also gaining visibility at the same time. So brand strategically, offer quality content, create consistently, distribute widely, build your social media presence, and amplify the voices of others. Wow. That is, that's a TED Talk. <laughs> I think that is. Let's drop that. I would, I would watch that TED Talk. That is, that is impressive. And you know what? I love everything you're saying. And, and to me, the one that I resonate with the most, like you're saying, is amplify the message of others. We rise by lifting others. Um, That's right. A lot of people have a lot of great things to say, um, but 
when you kind of pull questions out of them and, and you get a chance to kind of interact with them, I find that to be really rewarding as opposed to someone always, you know, sharing themselves and sharing their own voice, because there are a lot of great people who, who do do that, who are capable of doing that. But I also love the idea of just bringing in other perspectives. And I think that that is, to me, that is, that's what it's all about. And so you've had this chance to, you know, you've been creating this podcast for so long and, and, it's really been a, a great a great resource for you. So when you look back on it all, what would you do differently? Oh man. Well, I mean, I've evolved to where I am now. So I guess I would want to start doing the things that I'm doing now. And I mean, that list is long. Where do you want to start with that? But I, <laughs> I think putting more, I'll, I'll give you one, putting a little bit more emphasis on YouTube and the visual, the video side right from the very beginning. So for the first year or two, I used an audio only platform called Zencaster. And the, the pro side of that is it produces excellent audio quality, but I think video is really important. YouTube's only growing in terms of impact and presence. And so if you can find ways to repurpose the same conversation in many different forms, why not do that? And so I, I guess to answer your question, that's one thing I would do differently. Yeah. I mean, we look back at it all and we always think, you know, you're always building and, and how do you come up with the ideas that you come up with for the round tables, your topics? I mean, I, like you, I'm connected through social media and I rely on just what attracts my interest. I'm not necessarily thinking about what's going to grab the most views or downloads. Those will certainly come, but I want my passion to be there. And so if people are attracting my interest, if I say, hey, that, that Dr. Brandon Beck is doing really cool things, I'd like to chat with him. I, I like to try to follow that voice because if I'm passionate, others will catch that passion as well. Yeah, that's what it, it's all about, man. The the contagious passion. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talk about people who are passionate. And one thing that we do in this show is we dedicate a show to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And this is a fellow British Columbia resident. There she is. We're going to dedicate this show right here to Liv Chan. Liv Chan, she is... Uh, I mean, she is just a bundle of joy. I mean, she is is one of the most kind individuals, an amazing person that's out there. Make sure that you connect with her if you're looking for your spirits to be uplifted. You talked about Teach Better before. She's the digital content coordinator over at Teach Better. She also does a lot with their their blog, and she is just an absolute rock star. She's she's now published in two books, and she just last week celebrated George Kuros's because of a teacher i have my copy but it's uh, it's not on my desk it's upstairs i would be showing it right now but check her out and i know that you guys are actually connecting today so look at that we what are coincidence. it's That's amazing awesome. she she is a wonderful educator and an even better human being just a lovely lovely person what a tremendous uplifter and so i am so proud to uh, be uh, even associated in the same conversation with livia chan so I can't think of a better person to dedicate this episode to. Shout out to Livia. And the other thing too, it's funny when we were 
when we were back way back when, when schools were all shut down and then schools were starting to open again, I came across her randomly on like a empowering three minutes on the staff room podcast with Che and Pav. And I listened to it and she was talking about how she had, she was talking about her experience being back in school. And to me, it was like, it was like an alien from out of space. It was like all of a sudden this experience that she was describing, like she was the first person to like walk on the moon or something like that. And it was just, that's how I kind of came connected to her. And then I just followed and we've been connected in a lot of different ways. So shout out to Liv. Keep Love crushing you, it. She has a book also on the horizon that's coming with Road to Awesome published. My main man over there, Darren Peppard. We are excited about that. And they're right. She's writing that book with a few others and they are writing about connections and how connections help us to grow into better people and better educators. So excited to see that come out soon, Liv. So oh, yeah. thank you so much. Well, listen, my man, we've been on for a little bit. You've given the secrets to a successful podcast. You've talked about your journey. You've talked about this story. We've talked about so much awesome stuff. So there's only really one question that I, well, one thing that I have to have you do, and I have to have you finish this sentence because We've talked a lot about how you've unlocked unlimited potential in yourself, in others, through this journey. And now I want to put it all together for our listeners. So finish my sentence, if you wouldn't mind. Unlocking unlimited potential means. That with consistent creation comes confidence and confidence. We think we know our students' potential. We don't. We think we know our own potential. We don't. We only reach our limits when we stop trying. So keep trying, keep creating. With competence comes confidence. Pardon me, with with consistency comes confidence and competence. That's something you can bank on. Ah, oh, that's that is money right there. That's money for the bank. You know, you're like one of the only people, like when I share show notes before the, the show, most of the people just read through. You're like one of the only people that actually wrote notes and like put things. But one thing I noticed you write in your notes a lot, you were writing about Carol Dweck. And I'm a huge fan right. of Carol Dweck. Mm. And we talk a lot about the growth mindset and Carol Dweck you know, the growth mindset is the belief that abilities can be cultivated. You know, that's the one that I always hold on to for me. And, you know, talk about Carol Dweck and how, how do you feel that you are living out Carol Dweck's mission in your life? Well, I'm glad you asked me this because that was actually part of my podcast journey. And I forgot to mention that, but it, Carol Dweck's mindset was one of the texts that we sort of opened my master's program with. And Brandon, it was, I would say, life-changing. Like, it was that profound. I would say for any educator out there, if you have not read this book, you really need to. I know growth mindset is sort of this, this buzzword that you hear floating around education. But get a hold of, of Mindset by Carol Dweck. And, it, it, you know, fun, there are so many core ideas there. But fundamentally, you start to see adversity. You start to see these failures as... Uh, moments to embrace as, as steps along the journey. And there's this idea, as I said a moment ago, that we cannot quantify, we cannot define our potential. It really is unlimited. And so I love your brand. I love your book title because it really does capture so much of that growth mindset, this idea that we think we know what we are capable of, but you know, 2016 Tim Cavey didn't know that he was capable of creating a podcast that would be heard in 150 countries by over 200,000 people, but here we are. So mindset, growth mindset, it's, uh, it's an exciting 
uh, it's an exciting concept really to wrap your mind around. And if we can convince kids that their potential is unlimited as well, the sky's the limit. Wow. That is a mic drop moment. That is exactly what it's all about. That's the message behind it all. I mean, the book, fantastic. I mean, like you said, life changer for me. Another life changing book for me was The Secret by Rhonda Burns. Just mm -hmm. another like awesome kind of text. But you're right, man. Like we, what we believe and what we, what our, what we really put our, our energy into is really who we can become. And I say that a lot, you know, and I think it's important that we always revisit our story, our why and our purpose and, and stay close to those things. And, you know, Carol Dweck, you know, her work is just incredible. And the, the one thing that I love about the book is that she uses more than education. She uses professional right. athletes. She uses business. She uses, you know, she uses everything to get her point across. And, you know, I, I talk to some people like, all the time when I'm talking about the book mindset and I almost assume everybody in the world has read it because it is such a groundbreaking book. Um, so yeah, if you haven't got out there, definitely check out Carol Dweck's mindset um, as well. That's an awesome, awesome thing. I think we might have to have a future, uh, future teachers on fire roundtable on Carol Dweck's mindset. Sounds like that sounds like fun. Sounds like we're building something here, you know, let's, let's, let's put do me it. down, sign me up. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everybody for joining us. If you're joining us on the live show, we are so thankful that you are here with us. If you're joining us later on, you're watching this on the replay or you're listening on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Tim Cavey is an incredible podcast. Tim, I put your website on the over here, teachersonfire.net. You also have a, um, a bit of a, some writing that happens on there as well. You want to explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So I write on another platform called medium.com. And then most of those articles migrate their way over to teachersonfire.net. So thank you so much for sharing that out. Yeah, you can find all of my work at teachersonfire.net. And uh, I'm trying to get back to writing regularly, as you and I said again, off air, it is tough to find that routine and consistency through the school year, but writing is one of my core joys. And so look forward to getting back to that as the school year starts up again. That is, and your content that you are creating, it's been top notch. If you haven't had a chance to check out Teachers in Fire, which I think most people have, it's kind of like Carol Dweck's book mindset. Like I feel like everybody's listened to your <laughs> podcast. So point is, is this, is that like, it's an excellent, excellent podcast. There's constant content, constant content that is quality that's coming out on a regular basis. So if they haven't followed you as well, they can see your Twitter chag and all your other things are all there at Teachers on Fire. So Thank you so much for taking the time for joining me, Tim. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor truly to, to hear your, your secrets behind podcasting. I know that's going to help a lot of people going forward in their journey. And I appreciate you just kind of coming and sharing your wisdom. My absolute pleasure, Brandon. Again, so grateful for this opportunity. Keep on doing what you're doing. You inspire me. I've been listening to your podcast as well. And keep unlocking unlimited potential in educators and in the students that they serve. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I appreciate you. We rise by lifting others. I say it in every episode and I appreciate you joining me. Remember everybody that the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion 
And I look forward to connecting with you all in the future. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Codebreaker Podcast Network and also the entire family of disruptors at Codebreaker.